0: Welcome to the Wine or Milk podcast, where we rewatch and review nostalgic movies and media from our childhood to see if they aged like wine or like milk. I'm Kyle.
1: And I'm Jess.
0: And this is a milestone for us. It's a big milestone. We are doing our first ever listener recommended episode.
1: Woohoo! Pretty exciting, actually. I'm very excited about this. And I, you talked about saying exciting too much last episode, and here I am doing the same thing myself. So, very thrilling for us. Very
0: thrilling. So, when Jess and I were like imagining this podcast, one of the things that we were looking forward to is the idea that we're going to be like connecting with people on nostalgia, right? And that would hopefully result in people reaching out to us and saying, Hey, this movie makes me nostalgic. You guys should cover it. And that's exactly what happened. So, we had. A couple of listeners reach out to us. We had Tom from the UK and Ethan from Rhode Island recommend, and this is a weird, I don't super know what the name of this movie should be officially. So I'm just going to do the whole thing. Pokemon colon, the first movie colon, Mewtwo strikes back.
1: <laughs> I, I'm i confused because if it's the first movie, how does Mewtwo strike back?
0: It, he's stri- like, the plot is that he is striking back at, people who did who wronged him
1: yeah but if it's the first one what is he striking back at
0: the people who wronged him
1: but it usually has to be a precursor to that and this Yeah, is but the, the, first pre- movie. the
0: precursor to that didn't happen in the movie or like in a different movie it all happens as part of this and like the plot of this film is that mewtwo is striking back he's like damn i well, got you fools who like wronged the, me the
1: empire strikes back right there's a reason he's striking back it's
0: like a cl- mute how about this mewtwo claps back
1: claps back what are you at this is a fellow kids moment for you a yeah clap back? Oh my <laughs> it's, God. it's like
0: Mewtwo got on twitter and he did a clap back
1: all his haters were coming <laughs> at him and he had something to say about it that's
0: actually the plot of this film
1: you could tell me that and i would believe you
0: uh, it is though he gets on twitter this is where twitter was originated actually was twitter
1: out in 1999 <laughs> no
0: <laughs> so yeah this is pokemon the first movie mewtwo strikes back and It includes, like, a little short at the beginning, Pikachu's Vacation. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think that this is what revealed Pichu as a Pokemon, which was very fun. I could be misremembering. That might be the second movie. But this takes place before, like, I guess Gold and Silver had come out. I can't quite remember. Maybe it just revealed it to American audiences. All I remember is as a kid, there were Pokemon in this film, I think, that weren't in the games yet. And it was, like, crazy exciting being like, who's this? I don't know. I I'm gonna have a really hard time not having this episode go to like five hours because I friggin love Pokemon.
1: I think you're lying to me. You're trying to market this as a listener's episode and that this is recommended, but what I'm gathering from how you're feeling about it, this is basically just your recommendation. <laughs> it's
0: a it's a Kyle listener episode. I at some point I would have probably nominated this and our listeners just kickstarted it. That's good. Yeah.
1: So What do you remember about the Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back?
0: There was a couple of movies that I saw as a kid, so they're kind of getting jumbled in my brain. But what I do know is that this is like the Mewtwo origin story, which was really cool because in the games, they kind of tell you about Mewtwo in this like cryptic way that you have to like know how to read to figure it out. And when this movie came out in 1998, I was still like not a strong reader. So I don't know if I ever super knew how Mewtwo came about. But it's Mewtwo's origin story. Mewtwo is a clone of Mew that, like, the Team Rocket bosses were trying to make Mewtwo from Mew, who is, like, a really crazy rare Pokemon, and then, like, do experiments on him, and he gets really pissed, and he breaks out, and he also has the really cool Mewtwo armor that they- Breaks out of what? Out of the lab where they were creating him. Okay. And then Mewtwo's, like, crazy strong. He has, like, telepathic abilities and all that, and, like, the movie is basically, like, trying to- Stop his rampage. He might have like a Pokemon tournament as well. I don't remember. That could be me borrowing from the Cell Saga from Dragon Ball Z. It's muddy. It's a little bit muddy. But I'm really thrilled. (laughs) I'm really excited to get back into this because it's been a really, really long time. And maybe just for fun, you know, maybe just for fun. We could watch the remake of this movie that came out in 2018 as well. Or maybe, you know, it's saying released in 2019. So we could watch the original and then the remake and talk about the differences and just make this a 20-hour episode.
1: I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. So my knowledge of Pokemon is very limited. Yep. So I actually did see this movie in the movie theater because you know when you're a young kid and like your sibling goes to a birthday party and you kind of like... You go, go as well. <laughs> yeah, like you kind of like tag along. So my younger brother had a birthday party he was going to and everyone went to the pokemon movie Mm -hmm. so i saw it at a birthday party but i didn't know at that point in time i knew nothing about pokemon at all and i don't remember the movie like whatsoever i know nothing about this movie yeah as an adult we watched the pokemon cartoon series part of it
0: yeah the first couple seasons the first couple
1: seasons and i have since played Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yep. And I beat the game.
0: You did beat the game. Easy,
1: though. That's for babies. But <laughs> I, I want to just let you know I, I did beat it. No problem. Okay. So I know like a little bit more about Pokemon in general. Like Pokemon are little monsters and you catch them.
0: Pocket monster.
1: And then you catch them in your Pokeball and yep. then they fight and then you want to be a gym master. So if your Pokemon <laughs> goes to the gym and beats up all the other Pokemon, then you're cool. Yes. And that's like the high level knowledge I have. Oh, and then the bad guys are Team Rocket. Yes. You're always fighting Team Rocket. And they have a little Persian cat. Yes. They have a Meowth. Yeah. Oh, Persian's another kind of Pokemon. That's the thing I'm worried about. I actually do the recap and I'm worried about not knowing the Pokemon <laughs> names.
0: I'll help you through it.
1: I'm very concerned about that.
0: You nicknamed all your Pokemon in your playthroughs, so you know none of their names. I don't know
1: any of their names because I <laughs> nicknamed them all, and I just call them that. Yeah, like, she'll
0: like say the nickname, and I'll have to like do the calculation in my head to remember who it is. Like
1: my starter for Sword and Shield, I picked a little monkey guy, yep. and I named him Grimby. So now he's just Grimby. No, you to didn't
0: me. even name him Grimby. You no, named Grimby the was turtle the turtle. Grimby.
1: Oh, what did I name?
0: I don't remember what you named it, but his name was Grookie.
1: I think I named it. Boo. I named, it you named Boo. him
0: Boo. Yeah. I
1: named it Boo. <laughs> and then the turtle is Grimby. I don't know any of the Pokemon real names. I know Pikachu and and Charmander.
0: Yeah. I don't think Charmander's ch- in this, but I think Charizard is. I think this takes place after Ash does all of like the gym stuff and the Elite Four in that first original region. So I think I think it's after that is when this takes place and that's maybe how he gets roped up with Mewtwo. I don't know.
1: But oh, I know I- all the OG starters, like Squirtle and Bulbasaur, mm-hmm. and Pikachu's not a starter. Nope. Oh, what's the other one?
0: Don't you tell literally me. literally already said it. I did? Yeah. This is kind of embarrassing.
1: Ch- Charmander. Yeah. <laughs> yes, nailed it. See, this is what I know. I'm just being honest. Um, and if anyone else is listening that hasn't seen the movie, it's okay. You're in good hands. I'm here to guide you through that, and Kyle's here to guide the experts. Exactly. So we'll meet in the
0: middle. Another thing I remember about this movie is there was a good amount of like memorabilia and tie-ins with different toys and stuff. And I think I still have some of them. So I'll try to dig through my old stuff and see what I have to share on our social media.
1: You have it with you in this house?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. I definitely have stuff from the second movie. But I think I still I think I have some stuff from the first movie as well.
1: Did you see this in in the movie theater?
0: Oh, yeah, I saw it. I saw it in the movies. My dad and I went like, a couple of times, I think. And he helped me like get hoard all of the promotional stuff that you would get if you like pre ordered it and stuff like
1: this might be the first movie that we're covering that I saw in the movie theater. Really? Potentially. I don't remember all the movies we covered off the top of my head. But this might be the first one
0: that feels like impossible, like rush hour and stuff.
1: I definitely saw that at home. Update. Yes, this is definitely 100% the first movie I saw in a theater.
0: Not the first movie you saw in a theater, the first movie we're covering that you saw in the theater.
1: Yes, the first movie I saw in a theater ever was The Lion King. Yeah. But this is the first one we're covering that I saw in a theater.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah. So what did you think of Pokemon as a kid? Because you said you kind of just got dragged along to see it.
1: Uh, what I thought about it, people collected cards and I didn't. I didn't really have like fun money to buy Pokemon cards. You know what I mean?
0: Do you think you would have if you had it?
1: Um, I don't really know. Like my brothers had a few cards; they bought like maybe a pack or two. But again, mm-hmm. like fun money was tight, so my brothers actually had more Yu Gi Oh cards on Pokemon cards. Mm. That was kind of something that they would spend money on. I would buy Beanie Babies if I ever saved up enough dollars, and they would buy Yu Gi Oh cards. It wasn't like I was repulsed by it, or it was like ew that's lame or anything like that. It just wasn't really something I was into. But I didn't your really. Thing? I liked cute, like tangible, like. Like, I was really into, like, stuffed animal type things, you know? So the cards, I think, for me, like, if you collected little plushy versions and they fought or something, you know, like, maybe then I'd be more into it. I don't know. Oh, that's the other thing I'm thinking about. One of my friends had Pokemon Snap, and we would play that at her house. So that was fun. And I like that, too, because you kind of, like, took pictures of them being cute.
0: Yeah, So was more, I was more into that. Remake coming out soon. Can't wait. Sequel, I should say. For me, as a kid, Pokemon was, like, My everything. (laughs) My God,
1: my everything. Okay. No, like
0: literally, like I got introduced to it because the different companies would send you like promotional VHSs in the mail. Mm -hmm. And we got the promotional VHS from Kids WB in the mail about Pokemon. And I watched just that promotional thing probably a hundred times. I I was so excited by the the idea of Pokemon. And then when I was little in 1996, I got my Game Boy, still have it, got Pokemon Blue, still have it.
1: Just for the record, he's pointing to his bookshelf right now. And it's exactly where it is in our house. <laughs> he's like pointing right at his
0: Game Boy and it is three feet away from us right now. Uh, my God, we, we need like a, another episode to talk just about Pokemon. But like, I love this series. I love everything about it. I think, you know, it hasn't done the best job recently, but it's fun. It's exciting. It was meaningful to me as a kid. And so when the movie came out, I was all bored. I... I remember like, being on the edge of my seat the whole time I was watching it when I was, I guess, eight when this came out and just loving it. So yeah, I loved Pokemon as a kid. I'm turning 30 very, very soon. Wow, I hate that. And I still love Pokemon.
1: And you actively play Pokemon on the go.
0: <laughs> Pokemon Go. <yeah>. Oh,
1: that's
0: <laughs> Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon, go. Pokemon
1: on the go. You actively play it every day while we walk the dog. So yeah,
0: that's what your mom used to call it. And we endearingly made fun of her by also calling it that and now we can't remember the real name of it.
1: <laughs> I just that is what it's called to me in my head. Pokemon
0: now. on the go. Yeah, I play I I mean I still play the games. I have a Switch, I play the games. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Like I said, it's gonna be really hard for this not to be a five hour episode.
1: <laughs> I'm also sitting here in Kyle's office and his Game Boy's right there. His games right there. And then to the other side, if I turn my head the other way, there's a picture of Kyle wearing a Pikachu Mario Mashup T-shirt. Yeah, and all my
0: Pokemon cards are right there. Yep. So
1: there's a (laughs) lot of Pokemon within arm's reach for me right now. Yeah.
0: I'm like, as we're talking through this, I think we just need to do a special episode on Pokemon. Really, I could go for hours. I
1: feel like you just want to show off all your your uh, no. I'm just so excited.
0: I'm just so excited. For me, if we're bringing it back to the roots of this podcast and talking about nostalgia and being nostalgic, I I'm getting really excited right now. I'm having all of this emotion and rambling because it's so nostalgic. It really connects me to being a little kid. And so I'm really pumped. But transitioning to our next conversation. Wait, topic. no, no, no,
1: I just want to also sorry, one more thing I'm thinking about with you and Pokemon and your love for it. When we were in Japan, Kyle had a really bad <laughs> knee injury. And I don't know why we thought it was a good idea to go to a shrine that had all the red gates
0: oh boy and Yeah, it's, that on was a, rough. it's
1: basically on a mountain so you're walking up all these stairs to go through all these red gates and see the shrine and it's really really beautiful but it's, it's gorgeous it's literally up a mountain and there's like a, a view of the top of Kyoto that you can see the problem was to go all, all the stairs you have to come back down all the stairs and that was yeah. really rough on I Kyle's was knee oh
0: man it was brutal
1: and I think like to get through that because you were in so much <laughs> agony You like dissociated and just started talking. You walked me through every single Pokemon GameCube game. Yeah. Not GameCube, uh, Game Game Boy game. game. Through the whole history of it and all the Pokemon that were introduced Mm -hmm. and all like the plot devices and explaining everything (laughs) to me. And it it literally took you like an hour and a half to get through it all. But I think I credit that to why you survived that trip.
0: And that was in Kyoto, which is where the, the region where the second generation of games, Gold and Silver, are based off of. Uh, and we went to the two shrines or yeah, shrines that we went to are where they got their name. There was a Kinkakuji and what is it? Gokakuji, I think, uh, which is gold and silver like temples. And we actually saw them in person. It was very, very cool. And that's where those games got. Anyway.
1: Yeah, this is kind of what happened anyway. his whole way down the mountain. <laughs> and I really think that's why he survived. He was able to focus beyond on something he loved yeah. and just spit all this knowledge out at me. And, like, forget he was going down thousands of stairs.
0: <laughs> it's very true.
1: It's, it's helped you survive.
0: In lots of ways. And so because of that, getting to the prediction for this rewatch, I'm going to have a really hard time separating myself from this nostalgia. But I'm going to do my best to go into it really, really level-headed. I'm not sure how this one's going to age. I don't remember the plot enough. And it, in life in general, when there's, like, these video game tie-ins and stuff, they can be kind of weak. But I think this one will have a leg up because it's, a continuation of the anime that was going on which was pretty solid we watched it back and it was charming you know and so i think there is the definite potential that this could be a wine how about you
1: i think that for people who have played pokemon or like had pokemon in their lives growing up it will be a wine i think for like a viewer that isn't familiar with pokemon will it'll be a milk yeah
0: or if you just like don't like pokemon that's an obvious way it'll probably be yeah not very good
1: i would say having watched the cartoon the anime Mm -hmm. like it was pretty good
0: actually like i got into it yeah it's good it's Um, cute it's fun what's not to like
1: yeah i think like for me what'll be keep it a wine personally would be like if there's a lot of cute pokemon in it and the cuteness factor is there i'm gonna be so into it yeah yeah you know, if there's a lot of fighting and like Pokemon get hurt, I'm gonna struggle. <laughs> I don't like when the Pokemon they always, get hurt.
0: They they don't show that ever too gratuitously.
1: I don't like it, or like when little Charmander's, like little tail light was gonna go out. He's left in the rain. I hate that episode. Yeah, that's brutal. It slays me. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I would say wine for nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Milk maybe for like um a,
0: a new viewer. completely blind viewer. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know this, but reading on the Wikipedia right now, it says, In Japan, Mewtwo Strikes Back was very positively received, and it had a lot of praise for its emotional impact and the exploration of ethical topics. Ooh. However, the English-language version received generally negative reviews, with much of the criticism pointed at the poor voice acting, but now further retrospective criticism of the English-language version has been targeted against the removal of the ethical topics. So that's kind of sad. I almost want to watch the Japanese version to see that those ethical dilemmas play out.
1: For sure. They took them out for the English version? I
0: guess so. Huh. We'll let you know which version we end up watching.
1: Oh, good point. Good point. Because that can make a difference.
0: It can. I I do kind of like watching the Japanese versions with English subtitles for stuff like Princess Mononoke. I really, I really enjoy that. But anyway, let's give you some facts. (laughs) Yeah. Give me
1: me the facts and let's go watch this. Because I'm excited to watch it, honestly.
0: So... Pokemon, colon, the first movie, colon, Mewtwo Strikes Back, came out in Japan on the 18th of July, 1998, and in America, in North America, on the 10th of November, 1999. It was directed by Kunihiko Uyama, produced by Choji Yoshikawa, Tomoyuki Igarashi, Takemoto Mori. It was written by Takeshi Shudo. Obviously, it is based on Pokemon by Satoshi Tajiri. It's starring lots and lots of people. I'm not going to name all of them, uh, especially because there's the English and the Japanese version. Music by Shinji Miyazaki, who did, I think, the music for like almost all of the Pokemon movies and potentially animes as well.
1: Oh, I remember something that about Pokemon that I know. Once that? It just came back to me now. It's the, I want to be the very <laughs> best.
0: The interlude music that we use for this should just be you and I singing that. <laughs> oh my god, that
1: would be terrible. <laughs> but that's something I remember about Pokemon. Is there another song in the movie too? Or yeah, that, I think it song? has another.
0: I think they made another like hit song just for this movie.
1: Okay, because I remember there being a pretty popular song in this movie, and I don't know if it's the I can't remember the Pokemon song, like the Pokemon song, yeah. or if it's
0: another one. And uh, the last little fact is it had a budget of five million dollars, but grossed uh, or i guess the box office worldwide was 172.7 million dollars wow. pretty wildly That's successful a huge profit <laughs> uh and i think if i'm remembering correctly I'll, I'll have to fact check myself in the second bit of this but i'm pretty sure that pokemon is the most valuable like franchise in the entire world
1: more than friends i'll yeah. be there for you
0: yeah like the The amount of money that just Pokemon makes is bigger than everything else. It's the biggest media franchise in the entire world.
1: Wild. I mean, I can see it. I can see it.
0: Yeah. So that's Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. Very excited to watch it and see if it aged like wine or like milk.
1: Em, gotta catch them all
0: gotta catch them all
1: pokemon that wasn't even planned no that was pretty good they didn't even say that in this movie
0: no i don't think they had that no this, this movie was not about catching pokemon
1: yeah you know what I that think, was a
0: core theme
1: i think i would have enjoyed more stories about catching pokemon rather than pokemon fighting
0: well i guess team rocket went and caught all those pokemon not really yeah, at the beginning, remember when Mewtwo is in his power suit? They like catch all the Pokemon when he's like psychic them, like all the Tauros and stuff. I vaguely remember that. And I just watched this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: vaguely remember that.
0: Starting off strong. That's a good that's a vote of confidence for this film.
1: I was taking a lot of notes, so I kept looking away, and mm-hmm. then I kept missing things.
0: It moved fast. Oh my god. The scenes were like crammed. You think? Like like not the plot, like visually it moved quickly. It yeah. like cut between things a whole lot.
1: Yeah, it did move fast, but I remember all the Toros being when Mewtwo was fighting and, like, training up. I don't remember there being Tauros oh, he wa- that Rocket
0: was catching. Yeah, yeah. So he was, like, testing out his new powers in his power suit, and he was, like, levitating all these Tauros, and then all these Team Rocket grunts came out and started throwing Pokeballs at him to, like, catch him. That's what Giovanni was doing with him.
1: Oh, they were Team Rocket grunts. It wasn't actual Team Rocket. Team Rocket what? is a brother and sister
0: no no they're just part of team rocket
1: i thought they were team rocket this whole time even in the anime (laughs) i thought those two were team rocket no
0: they work for team rocket there's like a ton of people
1: it's a conspiracy it goes all the way to the top
0: it's not it's just a group it's just a group well actually actually it is kind of a conspiracy because you know how the whole like story of pokemon is that you're going around to all the gyms and you collect the badges sure In the very first Pokemon game, when you go to the first town, there's a gym there. So you're like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go mess this gym up. But when you go there, it's like it's locked. The gym leader is not here. And so the whole game, you're like, who is this dude? And then you fight Team Rocket. You meet this dude, Giovanni. He's the big boss man. Then you go back to that gym. Turns out gym leader is Giovanni. So yeah, it does go all the way to the top.
1: I really thought Team Rocket was just uh, those two. It's not Jesse and James, and they are not siblings. They're
0: not siblings. They're They're not people. I
1: thought they were brother and sister.
0: No, they're just they're just people.
1: Are they lovers? They're like the the Empire.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: To keep your they're um, the stormtroopers. To keep your Star Wars theme going. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Wow, my mind is blown. That makes me. Really have to question a lot of what I've watched in the anime. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, they're just they're just people. That's why they're always talking about their like boss and stuff that
1: they're talking like, about the meowth.
0: You thought meowth was in charge, and then when they called up the boss who was sitting there in the shadows, and he had a Persian, and he was like, "You guys are failures. You were just like that's like their their parent who hates them or oh, something." Oh,
1: Giovanni has a Persian. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyway, I think <laughs> I think we spent too much on this. Give give us a quick rundown. Because I have a ton to talk about. I, I did my research. I found I got some facts to, to spit.
1: I'm glad you came prepared because I turned off this movie last night and then...
0: Erased it did, from your did brain. Did absolutely
1: nothing after that. <laughs> so I'm glad, glad you got some, some facts for us.
0: You know when Mewtwo wipes everybody's memories at the end of the movie? That's I me. I think he did you too. <laughs> I got
1: erased. It was all a dream. I think I saw a rare Pokemon, but I'll never know. Exactly. Okay, well, that's a spoiler for the end. Anyway, so this movie, it opens, and we're underwater. There's bubbles coming up, and there's life in the water. Yeah. And I want to say this is a huge ripoff from Land Before Time opening. Yeah,
0: wicked similar.
1: Even with, like, the music and, like, there's, like, narration happening over it.
0: Which apparently wasn't in the Japanese version.
1: Well, I was confused because during the Land Before Time episode, you said this movie was a huge hit in Japan. yeah. So I, I really think like this was heavily inspired by the opening really of Legend Before Time. Like that.
0: And I do think that this area that they're showing was South America. I'm pretty sure.
1: That's random. Is that the origin of Pokemon?
0: Well, in the games, that's where they say they found Mew. Like they find the Mew fossil was in South America, or they like spotted Mew or whatever. And I think from like some of the scenes that that's what they were trying to set it up to. I liked the continuity.
1: That's such a broad location that's a whole continent south
0: america (laughs) could be like
1: a very large space (laughs) that that could could have been yeah i don't know so yeah there's this opening scene of nature and water and then a little mew is flying around and swimming and there's weird whispering sounds and then the voiceover is like where am i this is not the same and you get like a zoom out of this pokemon like floating in a vat of liquid
0: it reminded me of tom haverford in Parks and Rec. Who, Who are, are we? we? <laughs> Where are we all going?
1: <laughs> and then little Sebastian was <laughs> in the vat of, of liquid. No. So there's, there's a plot twist. Surprise. It's a Mewtwo that's in the, mm-hmm. in the vat. And he has psychic powers. So I was actually a little confused if he was talking out loud or talking into these people's brains or if he was like thinking.
0: He was brain humping them. That's how we talked.
1: Brain humping. Gross. (laughs) That doesn't sound consensual. Anyway, so we find out that Mewtwo was created by a bunch of scientists from a fossil of Mew. They were trying to recreate Mew Jurassic Park style from his DNA. Instead, what they did is they made him new and improved. So he's not Mew, he's Mewtwo. And he is the most strongest... Rarest Pokemon of all time.
0: Yeah, I, I like how they just like knew he was wicked strong.
1: They didn't he, even he, test like, him he, he was just
0: like floating there and they're like, This dude's strong. Yeah, I mean, we did it. To
1: be fair, he was talking to them in their minds.
0: <laughs> I guess that's from good. the
1: vat. So they're like, Mew2 over here is a scientist, like congratulating each other, like, We did it. And he's like, Getting pissed. He's like, mm-hmm. Am I just an experiment? Can this be my destiny? So he gets pissed, and he, like, explodes out of the vat, sets the lab on fire. This man comes from the sky in a helicopter. Yep. And he comes down, and he's like, Kyle later told me this is Giovanni. Yeah. They never made this clear in the movie.
0: They had, like, one throwaway line where one of the scientists was like, call Giovanni. To a new viewer, I had no idea who this dude was. Yeah.
1: But he's, like, he gives the whole, like... These people see you as a science experiment. I see you as a valuable partner. Let's band together and be the greatest of all time. And you're going to destroy everything in your path unless you control your powers. So let me teach you how to control your shit, basically. So Giovanni, he like gives him armor and he like trains him up and he has him fight all these Pokemon to like harness his powers. Then once Mewtwo is strong, Giovanni's like, psych guess what actually you're my slave and i'm gonna make you do stuff and you can't stop me that speech i gave you in the beginning was all bs i'm actually the
0: one in charge what a terrible plan by the way
1: oh well it's like in his obviously face.
0: he's gonna be like screw you and revolt like what were you thinking <laughs>
1: i thought that giovanni maybe like somehow got control over him or something Well, the armor
0: was made to like mute his powers and stuff but like obviously he was still wicked strong i don't know it was stupid
1: Either way, it doesn't work. Mewtwo freaks out, burns his lab to the ground, and pieces yep. out. And he um, goes to a place called New Island. That's like the intro. Then we get this word art that has like the name. You know like in Word? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Where you put like the, you yeah. can like make your words fun. That was the title of the movie. It was done in word art, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Pokemon, the first movie.
0: Mewtwo strikes back.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, could, I could literally recreate that right now. Do you understand now
0: how Mewtwo was striking back though? Does that make more sense?
1: I guess because in the beginning, they struck him. So the rest
0: of the movie is him striking back. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Whatever. Still don't like the title.
1: Anyway, then we cut to our favorite trainers, Ash, Brock, and Misty. Mm -hmm. And they're cooking, they're laughing, they're having a good time. And then this kid comes up to Ash. She's like, are you the Pokemon trainer Ash from Pallet Town? Let's have a match.
0: Yep. And I just want to add a little bit. Because we've made it in like this is like 15 minutes of the movie and there was no opening credits. And I was very mad at this. Every movie we've had so far has had opening credits. This broke the streak. There was no opening credits. I went and I watched the Japanese version. It had opening credits there. They cut the opening credits out of this scene. During this Pokemon battle, there was there was credits and they removed them.
1: That's sad. I'm sorry for you.
0: Very angry. So this broke our streak.
1: Well, either way, though, we did get a treat. We got the I Want to Be the Very Best song, but it was like a weird, sexy remix. Yeah,
0: it was interesting.
1: It was like a 90s, like.
0: Sexy remix. It
1: was like, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was trying to be sexy, kind of. It was kind of like uh, cloying. I don't know how to explain it. It yeah. was weird. I didn't like it. I wanted the OG music, to be honest. So Ash fights this random dude who challenged him. So his Bulbasaur fights a. A Don Fan?
0: Yeah, which was a new Pokemon. This was the one, one of the ones, or the only one that got revealed in the movie, Donphan. Fan.
1: Gotcha. He was
0: not in the red and blue games.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, so Bulbasaur destroys him. Then Machamp versus Squirtle. You got very mad about this matchup. You said that he should have played a flying type and not. Yeah, he Squirtle. has a
0: Pidgeotto. Send that dude out.
1: Yeah, see, that's what happened when that happened. I, got upset. <laughs> <laughs> I think I
0: used that exact voice. Um, <laughs>
1: Ash though Squirtle destroys Machamp, and then the last matchup is Pikachu, and he fights a Golem, and Kyle gets really mad
0: about this one. He he actually fights a Pinsir, Venomoth, and Golem all at once.
1: Oh okay, thank you for the correction. Three v one. Oh yeah, Pikachu takes out all three at the end. I did have that yeah. in my notes. But you got particularly upset because Pikachu can't Thunderbolt a Golem. No,
0: I got pretty mad about that. You did. It's not a good matchup. Not a lot of continuity. keep your Squirtle out, dude.
1: So, yeah, Kyle clearly would beat the crap out of half if they had Bottle. So that's happening. Meanwhile, uh, Team Rocket, which is not all of Team Rocket, just two members, Jesse and James from Team Rocket, you know, they always want to steal Pikachu. They're watching and waiting in the wings. Meanwhile, this little Dragonite comes and he delivers a little message. Super cute little Dragonite.
0: He was awesome. Best character in the movie. Might
1: be one of my all-time cutest Pokemon.
0: He's so cute. He had a little messenger bag. Oh, my God.
1: He looks like a little bumblebee. Yeah, he
0: was adorable. I love
1: him. I put, Dragonite is so cute, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um So he passes on a message to Ash, Brock, and Misty. And it is a invitation to go to New Island and fight the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time. And it's a secret invitation. They have to get to New Island by a certain date. And honestly, it feels like a trap to me right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> my spidey senses were tingling real hard. Also, I put in my notes, Brock is a perv. Oh, yeah. He thinks that the lady on the invitation is cute. Yeah, he's always lusting. Okay. Yeah, he's thirsty. Yeah. He's real thirsty. Um, so they say they're going to go. Team Rock gets nosy. They get mad. And they they follow them mm-hmm. as per yush Meanwhile, we see a a little cutscene of Mew, the OG Pokemon, not Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping, peeping in the water. He wakes up and he uh, flies around. So yeah, he's, he's alive.
0: He, his like spidey sense tingles, and he's like, I got a dip. Mm-hmm. My people need me.
1: Then we see Mewtwo in an un, unknown location. And he's making waves like he's actually fiz- he, he's making waves. <laughs> he's actually making waves. He's out at his island making like a crazy storm with his psychic powers. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. So all the trainers, they go to the ferry. They're going to go to New Island. But unfortunately, because of all the waves, they're like, we're canceling the ferry. Sorry, it's not safe. Your Pokemon will probably die. Don't go. And this lady at the ferry, she tells some story about a storm that wo- wiped out all the Pokemon. and. Yeah, it was dumb. (laughs) I don't know. The Pokemon's tears, they cried, and they all came back to life. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all know this, if you've seen the anime, but Ash is pretty freaking whiny. (laughs) And he's like, but I want to fight the greatest Pokemon trainer ever. I don't care about this storm. So they like go out onto the dock and there's these convenient Vikings that are just Jesse and James from Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, Meowth is like the figurehead on the ship.
0: Yeah, with a Viking helmet on. Mm-hmm. Which?
1: They make a joke about the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Oh, th- so that was great. They make the Minnesota Viking joke. Which is my team. Yes. But also, in the newest generation of Pokemon, they introduced a Viking Meowth, which is really cool. In Remember? my game? Sword yeah. and Shield? Yeah, remember?
1: Oh, you know what? This is ringing a bell. I think I might have named them Viking.
0: Yeah. They Here. like literally made a full-on Viking one.
1: That's a like an OG movie throwback. Anywho, so a giant wave comes. Ash, Brock, and Misty realize the Vikings are actually Team Rocket. The boat gets capsized. Honestly, thank God they have their Pokemon with them because Staryu and Squirtle ends up saving them. Yep. Anyway, everybody survives. Ash, Brock, and Misty get to New Island thanks to their Pokies. Team Rocket makes it too. Somehow.
0: Yeah, they just like show up there. They out like of the water.
1: Somehow get onto the island. But they don't have any water type Pokemon.
0: Oh, they come out on their wheezing. Somehow wheezing got them Oh there.
1: yeah, they're two wheezing, but they don't look too hot. They look like no, they're, they're struggling. One
0: wheezing. Coughing is the singular one. Wheezing is two of them fused together.
1: Oh. Yeah. See, this is why we need your knowledge. Mew is also in, in the wings. Mew is kind of flitting around being all cute. So they're greeted at the island. Mewtwo has like a henchman who's actually secretly a missing Nurse Joy. And Brock recognizes her, but she's like hypnotized and doesn't know she's Nurse Joy. But she's basically like, oh, you passed the first trial. Only the bravest Pokemon trainers made it to the island through the storm. So they go inside and only three other trainers have made it. So basically they're told, okay, release your Pokemon. You made it. Let's get to it. And you can fight the greatest trainer of all time. This is another moment that Kyle got very, very upset. He said, if you're going to fight the greatest trainer of all time, why would you bring a Bulbasaur, a Squirtle, and a Pikachu?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Ash has so many good Pokemon, and he knows he's going to go fight the strongest Pokemon trainer of all time. He's like, you know what? I'm going to bring my my level five Squirtle. It's great. We got this, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> Ugh. Kills me.
1: Uh, Brock obviously only brought his Vulpix, and then Misty brought a Psyduck and a Togepi. So and I- her
0: Staryu. Is there, but she doesn't let them out. They don't they don't listen to directions very well. Most of their Pokemon stay in the Pokeballs.
1: Yeah, they're supposed to let them all out. (laughs) So then Mewtwo reveals himself. He's like, I'm the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time. And one of the trainers is like, a Pokemon can't be a Pokemon trainer. I'm going to capture you in my ball. And um, this is when we find out Mewtwo is really strong. They find out he's psychic because he literally gets in their head and starts talking to them. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd enjoy that.
0: Nope. A good old-fashioned mind-humping.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd enjoy that. So he basically just destroys his trainer. He makes his Gyarados look like it got really hurt. I did not enjoy that. Yeah, It made me sad. I think a lot of Pokemon got hurt in this movie.
0: Yeah, they didn't have that disclaimer at the end. No Pokemon were hurt in the making of this film.
1: I would have appreciated it. I I actually don't know if it was there or not. (laughs) I just made it up. I don't like when they get hurt. So Mewtwo is like fighting all the Pokemon trainers and showing he's super superior. Meanwhile, Team Rocket finds their way somewhere into the island, and they get into Mewtwo's secret lab. And they find a Charizard, a Blastoise, and a Venusaur that are, like, fully evolved and very strong-looking, kind of in a vat, similar to the one that Mewtwo was in Mm -hmm. originally. Jesse sits on something, and it plays a video, a distress message, basically, from the lab that explains that Mewtwo was evolved, and he's super strong, and he's, like, destroying the lab. And then we flash back to Mewtwo and the Pokemon, and Mewtwo is, like... The humans made me with no purpose but to be a slave. And then pikachus he's fighting back and he's saying, no, I'm not a servant. I'm a friend to Ash. We're buddies. Mewtwo is like, humans and Pokemon can never be friends. Ash decides to challenge him. And Mewtwo is like, I'm going to wake up my my Pokemon and I'm going to show you how strong I am. So that Blastoise, Charizard, or Venusaur that Team Rocket found previously in the lab, they like wake up and come out to fight. And we find out they're made from clones of other Pokemon. And they're like new and improved versions of evolved Pokemon. Yeah, he
0: like altered them somehow to make them stronger, and they looked badass. They had like cool like markings on them too.
1: Yeah, you could tell the clone Pokemon from the non cloned ones because they have like like war paint on. Kind of. Yeah, it was in pretty. It was
0: pretty cool looking, honestly.
1: Yeah. So the other Pokemon trainers who were there with Ash, they each have like a matchup. So one of them has a Venusaur, and they they release their Venusaur. Surprise, surprise! Me too's clone destroys the Venusaur. Mm -hmm. Then another Pokemon trainer has a Blastoise. They battle. Surprise, surprise.
0: They all got one shot.
1: Literally. Yeah. It was like Dynamax Pokemon versus a little (laughs) measly Pokemon. Um, And then last but not least, Ash's Charizard comes out, who doesn't listen to him, for one.
0: No. That's part of the show, too. He never listens. That Charizard? Yeah. I see.
1: Yeah. And that Charizard gets super beat up, too. And he's, like, really hurt. It was really heartbreaking. He
0: did a little bit better, though than the other ones he didn't get one shot it took a little bit
1: yeah but still his charizard looked really hurt yeah
0: it well, really maybe he me. should have sent out his charizard against the venusaur and then they would have won and the movie would have been much shorter true
1: <laughs> anyway his charizard super hurt mewtwo is like haha told you so i'm the best ever as my prize i'm taking all your pokemon so he starts releasing his like evil pokeballs and they start scooping up everybody's pokemon and it's going after his Pikachu. And uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but Ash plays favorites super hard. <laughs> and he cares so much more about Pikachu than any of his other Pokemon. Yep. Um, so Ash, like, freaks out. Also, I have in my notes, this is twisted Noah's Ark shit. Because apparently Mewtwo wants to extract DNA to make clones of every Pokemon. And they'll be safe on the island with him. While he creates a storm that destroys the planet and rids yeah. it up all the other Pokemon and humans. Which
0: is another thing we'll talk about. But that was not in the Japanese version at all. Okay. The English version literally made that up.
1: Gotcha. Interesting. Because it felt really out of left field. Like yeah. his plan Completely was literally to flood the world and kill humans and Pokemon. But yeah. first take a clone of every Pokemon. Yeah.
0: So we'll we'll talk about it, but not in the original story.
1: They got biblical, but dark. Yeah. Noah's Ark, dark. You know how like there's the Cinderella story and then there's a book, Wicked, not based on the play, but it's like it's supposed play to be like the real based life. based on Wicked, the
0: book. Oh, it is? Yeah.
1: Well, there's not singing in the Wicked, the book version. Okay. No,
0: that's how musicals typically work. They take things that don't have music and they put music to them.
1: Okay. Well, the book is a little dark. Okay. And this <laughs> is the dark version of the Bible.
0: So <laughs> is the Bible dark? The dark version of the Bible? <laughs> Yeah, Noah's Ark, dark version of Noah's Ark. The Bible's super dark.
1: Parts of it, yeah, I guess. The Bible,
0: the story of Noah's Ark is literally every single human in the entire world died. Fair.
1: As someone who went to years of Bible school, though, (laughs) and you did not, I feel like I have more knowledge of the Bible than you. But also, I can't disagree that a lot of it is pretty dark, so.
0: It's super dark.
1: Anyway, Mewtwo takes all the Pokemon. Pikachu's avoiding all these Pokeballs because he doesn't want to get taken by Mewtwo. He wants to stay with Ash. Ash freaks out. He's trying to slap the Pokeballs away. He's chasing after Pikachu. Pikachu does get captured in a ball, but like Ash tries to hold on to the ball and he gets taken to the lab, to the cloning machine. And um, Ash is like fighting off the cloning machine and like rips Pikachu out of it, essentially.
0: Yeah, and all the other Pokemon, including Pikachu, like got their DNA read.
1: Yeah, so every Pokemon that all the trainers brought they were all cloned essentially what happens after they're cloned like Mewtwo calls forth all the clones and then all the original pokemon from the trainers are like released so he's like very quickly reunited back with his squirtle and his bulbasaur and his charizard and all the other trainers are also very quickly reunited with their pokemon so that wasn't as tragic as i thought it was so ash was like let's go show him so he brings out all the original pokemon to face off with all the clone Pokemon. And then Ash idiotically punches Mewtwo in the face.
0: Yeah, well, tries to.
1: He tries to. And then Mewtwo uses his power to like shove him away. And, and throws then...
0: him on the roof. He's so strong. Why did you think that would be a good idea, Ash? You just saw this dude Shrek, all these people. He's like, I'm going to go punch you.
1: That's why I say he idiotically punches him yeah. in the face. God. Uh, but Mew breaks Ash's fall. And mm-hmm. Mew finally reveals himself. So Mewtwo and Mew start fighting, and then the clone Pokemon and all the original Pokemon also all start fighting at the same time. Yep. And Mew says, Pokemon's real strength is in the heart, and Mewtwo does not like that, and is like, you're an idiot. That's not true,
0: basically. Yeah, strength is strength, basically.
1: Yeah. Um, so everybody's fighting. There's a lot of very dramatic music playing with lyrics. It's lyrical music. Yeah.
0: I think um, that might have actually been by Christina Aguilera. For real? Yeah.
1: It was a bold choice. To have that song. At some
0: point, there's a Christina Aguilera song. I can't remember if it was this one.
1: Oh, boy. So the Pokemon are fighting. Nurse Joy is like, Pokemon aren't meant to fight. It isn't in their nature, which was confusing to me because I thought their whole purpose was to go to gyms and
0: fight, but whatever. Not everybody does that.
1: Gotcha. Well, they're like, fighting is wrong. And then statements about, look at what's the same instead of what's different and things mm-hmm. like that. So Ash is like running around. He's trying to get back to his Pikachu. His Pikachu is getting beat up by his clone. Because Pikachu, he refuses to keep fighting his clone. So yeah. he just keeps getting slapped in the face. And then eventually they discover, we don't want to fight anymore. And they hug. And all the other clones in the original Pokemon stop fighting. They're sleeping and nursing their wounds. And they've stopped fighting with I think each they other.
0: were just exhausted, is what they were trying to say.
1: Either way, exhaustion or they just decided it's not worth it. All the Pokemon clones with the originals are not fighting. All only The only people who are fighting still are Mew and Mewtwo. And Ash runs and jumps in between them to stop them from fighting. There's like a big collision. And then Ash just straight up turns into stone. Yep. And Pikachu runs up to him. He's very upset. Pikachu um, tries to shock him back to life. Like a defibrillator. It was like
0: ridiculously sad. It was sad. Because yeah. like. Pikachu used to just, like, always shock Ash, too. That was, like, a big part of the show, is he would accidentally, or on purpose, shock Ash and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was sad to see him do that to try and get him back to life. I was pretty sad. Yeah. It was a messed up scene.
1: I put in my notes, this is a better CPR example than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: It was, but to, what was that dude's name, Russ? To Russ's credit, he can't create electricity, so.
1: True. True, true. (laughs) True, true. I just want to say it's a little bit of a better example of life-saving techniques. Yep. Um, Anyway, Pikachu starts crying, and then all the other Pokemon who are witnessing it start crying, which loops back to the tears scene from the beginning with the fairy, the legend about Pokemon tears saving the world. They
0: just, like, fly to him.
1: They literally, like, (laughs) funnel to Ash, and then Ash comes back to life. Yep. And uh, all the Pokemon are happy. Ash is alive. They're all hugging each other. Mewtwo is like... That boy sacrificed himself to save the Pokemon. And then he goes on to say, the circumstances of one's birth is irrelevant. It's what you do with a gift of life that matters. Yep. So now he's like transformed.
0: Iconic quote.
1: I would not go that US, far.
0: U.S. politicians have used that in a, in, in a speech and like the a staple of graduation ceremonies across the country. I'm people not making people
1: actually quote Pokemon? Yes.
0: There is literally a politician who quoted this, like, at a press conference.
1: Did you vote for him?
0: I don't think I had (laughs) that opportunity.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Mewtwo, he takes all the clones and they, like, fly off into the universe together. He, like, takes them to a beyond place. I don't really know. Yeah. And then all the original Pokemons are reunited with their trainers. They all get zapped back to the ferry.
0: Yeah, Mewtwo just like wipes their memory. Yeah. And like teleports them back. Yeah, to and before. like
1: the storm is clear and like they're back at the ferry and no one remembers what happened. Ash is like, I think I saw a rare Pokemon. And they go outside and Ash, Missy, and Brock see like glittering things in the sky and that's like the Pokemon and the clones all leaving. And I, I said in my notes, pokies in the sky with diamonds. Oh boy. <laughs> that's what it made me think of. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Oh boy. It wasn't my best, but that's what I
1: thought. <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was all something they forgot. It was a lesson from you 2 not necessarily the trainers.
0: Yep. And, and then they, they actually all had their minds wiped of the lesson, so.
1: Yeah, I said, <laughs> all for nothing. How are you supposed to remember the lessons if you have it deleted from your brain? Yep. And yeah, Team Rocket is still on New Island. When they got wiped, they got left behind on the island. So they're just chilling. Then there's an exit song that was also very 90s. And I think one of the quotes was, you and me were a miracle.
0: From the song. maybe that one was Christina Aguilera. So yep, yeah, that was the Pokemon's movie
1: in a nutshell, that was the Pokemon movie. I kind of
0: am tempted to go a little out of order here and ask you for your vote, yeah, yeah,
1: without discussing it what if what if our discussion changes my mind?
0: I find that to be i my guess is that would be unlikely, but maybe
1: I don't know i'll I'll go with whatever you want.
0: I don't know. I'm feeling tempted to go out of order and then really, like, dissect this one. Sure. If you want to. What do you think it was?
1: For me? Yeah. Like, me personally? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. It was a milk.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like... A hard milk for me.
1: Can I talk about why?
0: Let me give my vote and then... Yeah. Okay. For me, I think if you are not a Pokemon fan, easy milk. Easy milk. But I will say, because... The question is, did it age like wine or milk? So did it get better? Did it get worse?
1: I think it was just bad. Right? I think it was sour from the beginning.
0: <laughs> well, I just want to caveat it a tiny bit. If you really like the show, if you like the anime, the original like couple, first couple seasons of the TV show, this basically was just like a really long TV show episode. And it was kind of fun in that vein. Like, when I turned my brain off and thought about it like that, it was a little bit fun. So, in that very specific case, it's kind of whiny, I think. But, I mean, like, it's not a very good movie. <laughs> so, what is your vote? I mean, like, I don't know.
1: You wanted to vote first.
0: <laughs> it's probably a milk. It's probably a milk. It, it's not not a fun movie. But, like, it's definitely not a super good movie. But this is why I want to talk about it. And we don't have to get right into this first. But I to- in the intro, I said... There's differences between the American and the Japanese version. I touched on a couple of them here. I really want to do a deep dive eventually on them because I think it changes this movie a ton. Okay. A ton. I don't know if it rescues it and necessarily completely changes it, but I think it would make it a much different impet- and in some ways a much better movie. Okay. But give me your, what stick out to you? What are the likes? What are the dislikes? Let's go into that bit.
1: All right. You ready for my likes? Yeah. They're real quick. I can <laughs> run them
0: off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my likes The Pokemon were cute. Adorable. I love watching the Pokemon. Yep. They're they like to cuddle. They got Dragonite, especially. Oh my god. Yeah, Dragonite is adorable. Obviously, Pikachu is I want him in my house as a pet. Obviously. Yep. Even the Squirtle and the Bulbasaur were cute, or like the big Charizard. Like he was a cutie. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: That's the strongest part, is they really capture like they do a good job of, like, making the Pokemon real things, mm-hmm. which I really like. Yeah, it's I would adorable. say
1: the cutest Pokemon, though, in this movie was Mew.
0: Oh, I love Mew. Terrible. His Mew's little adorable. peeps. Yeah.
1: His little peeps remind me of our cat Charlie's little peeps. Yeah. So, it. yeah, it Mew. sounds like Charlie when she wants to eat. You were so good at that sound that our dog got up to
0: look <laughs> for the cat. <laughs> Luna literally just got up and was like, where's Charlie? I hear her.
1: But, yeah, if I had to give a word to cutest Pokemon in the movie, it would be Mew.
0: Then Dragonite.
1: Then Dragonite, then Pikachu.
0: Mm, debatable.
1: Pikachu's super cute. Vulpix? Vulpix was barely in it.
0: Dugong was adorable.
1: Don't even know what that is.
0: Anyway, what else did you like?
1: I like how the trainers like their Pokemon, mm-hmm. and the Pokemon like them. I liked, like, after the battle, like, Squirtle and Bulbasaur would, like, cuddle ash. Yeah. It made me really want Pokemon in yep. real life. Team Rocket was kind of funny. They <laughs> had some corny laughs for me.
0: Yeah they they I think uh, some of them were like a little bit too much, but like I think, as a kid, I would have been like, ah, ha, ha ha,
1: I get it. They're good comic like relief. when they
0: referenced like, who's that Pokemon like that was a thing that they did on the t v show mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, it was it was good i really I really, really liked the Minnesota Vikings bit, but
1: yeah, no they're they're a good comic relief, and it was kind of fun to watch them like mess everything up, yeah, definitely, and then the animation was great,
0: yeah, oh man. The animation was really, really solid,
1: mm-hmm, great animation.
0: The only thing I didn't like about the animation is sometimes they had those like computerized 3D bits inside of the animation, like with doors opening and stuff. I always don't... I don't like that mesh. I don't think it works for me.
1: I don't know. I have no complaints. I thought it was high quality animation. And that's, that's basically it. That's where my likes kind of end.
0: But what soured this for you?
1: Well, right off the bat, conflicting message. Yeah. They said that fighting is bad and Pokemon aren't meant to fight, but... I played the game, Sword and Shield, (laughs) and the whole thing is going to gyms and fighting. Yep. And this whole movie was people fighting.
0: They were all eager to fight.
1: Exactly. So I thought the message was very conflicting, and I was confused by the central thesis of the lesson. (laughs) Yeah. To be honest with you. Also, the lesson was extremely on the nose, and they straight up just told you the lesson of the story by saying... Your birth circumstances don't matter. It's what you do with the gift of life.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm, a, I'm beating this dead horse. I think they did it a little bit better in the original version of it, from okay. what I know.
1: I'm just saying, I'm it not It definitely fan. came
0: off awful in this movie. Like when all the Pokemon were fighting and there was the adults narrating over it, like, stop it. Don't hit each other. This is bad. It's
1: It's against your nature to fight. But really, you do fight all the time. Yeah, yeah. it was so on the nose with the messaging. And it was throughout the movie. It wasn't just the end messaging. It was... There was some stuff earlier, too, that's escaping me. Yep. And for me, there's just way too many battles. Like, the whole movie was just a series of battles. Yeah. And it felt like it took away from the plot. It took away from character development. It was just me watching Pokemon fight for most of the movie. Yep. Also... Like, as a newer watcher, I had watched maybe the first season or two of the anime a couple years ago, and I played Sword and Shield, and then I also just have random knowledge from you talking about Pokemon all the time. (laughs) Yep. So I'm not, like, a totally new watcher, but I feel like you definitely had to be in the know to fully get what was going on. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know who Giovanni was until you just explained it now. Yep. I didn't even know Team Rocket was, like, an entity, and I watched part of the anime.
0: It definitely fits into the canon, but requires that you know all of that,
1: yeah. it wasn't really accessible for someone to just sit down and watch no, not without at all. the past knowledge, so that kind of was hard for me. i didn't I don't really like movies like that where you can't just get into it off the bat, agreed, yeah, and again, like I just don't like the dream type ending where it's yeah. like you learn this lesson and you do this thing and you go through this experience, and then it's just wiped.
0: they probably like had to do that to make sure it didn't like completely screw up the show or something.
1: It's a cop out then.
0: It it definitely is. But they, they were probably like, I don't know how to avoid it. It was all the
1: dream. Like, yeah. I don't like those types of endings because I feel like it's pointless. Like, I understand Mew's character developed and he got to take that lesson
0: with him. Mew too.
1: Mew too, yeah. yes. But the trainers learned some stuff too, and now it just doesn't matter. They were told that their Pokemon shouldn't fight, and now they're going to go off and fight their Pokemon <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, the other thing I didn't like too, which is a nitpicky thing it's like there was just no evolving now the pokemon evolves throughout the it movie.
0: is it is fun when pokemon evolve
1: i was sad i was excited to see someone evolve yeah oh and also sorry this is not a like or dislike but i'm thinking in the intro i said i saw this movie in the theater for the first time mm-hmm. i don't think it was this one i think it was one of the following pokemon movies
0: well we'll just have to watch those and see we're gonna watch every movie until you find the one you like or you saw
1: i'd rather chew out my own eyeballs <laughs>
0: So this is a strong milk for you then. Oh, my God. I
1: mean, it's just there's 19 of them. But if I have to watch 19 movies of just Pokemon battling, I think I'll lose it.
0: I'd rather, I mean, the anime is good. out my own eyeballs. Dear Lord.
1: I don't know how that's possible, but Ooh. I'll find a way. You
0: know what episode of the TV show is really good? When they get to that island where there's like the huge, huge, huge Pokemon. It's like a, like a theme park. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. It was a good one. I like that one. I think I had a book about that as a kid. I'm derailing this conversation. I just feel
1: like this whole movie, like everything that happened, it really could have been done in a 20 minute episode.
0: (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Like it could have just been a regular episode of the show. Or maybe like a back to back, like a two part episode.
1: Exactly. It didn't have to be a a drawn out movie. The pacing was kind of terrible. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't think that they like had a central like idea of how they wanted to push through it and like how kids would react to a longer movie. I think I think they learned from this movie for sure.
1: I don't know. I feel bad. I feel like I'm being harsh because I did have fun watching it. It was exciting to watch you be excited. Like I enjoyed that part of it. And I I liked you having your commentary and correcting all the weird things that were wrong and the matchups. Like that was fun for me. Like I had a good time watching it with you. I didn't have a good time watching the movie.
0: Yeah, like as a movie, it doesn't bring a whole lot.
1: No, but Um, I still had fun and it was good to see you get joy from it.
0: That brings me to my strongest like. Okay, it's crazy nostalgic. It was so nostalgic. Hearing the narrator's voice again, I just like my heart was a flutter. It was so good. You know, like that those little bits, it definitely captured the spirit of the show nicely Mm -hmm. translated into the movie. That's why I would say like, that's potentially the most redeeming factor of the film is if you really like the show, you're probably just going to enjoy the movie because it's a long version of the show. It also had like for, for fans, it had little references to stuff that was really nice. Like in that opening bit where Mewtwo's doing his like training montage, I'm pretty sure he fought Gary Oak. I'm like there's a scene of him fighting a Nido King and an Arcanine, and I'm pretty sure that was Gary.
1: Oh, I think you did say that out loud while we were watching the movie. You said yeah. Gary, and I felt like I should know who that was.
0: He's like Ash's main rival in the early tv show
1: yeah because i remember watching the tv show and he's a big meanie
0: yep so that was cool actually that just made me realize there's no professor oak in this movie which felt weird um (laughs) but anyway
1: maybe he could have been like hey don't go to a mysterious location to go to a mysterious place and battle like hey
0: dude you're 12 stranger danger
1: (laughs) i always forget that all the trainers are so young like in, in the Sword and Shield game, you're like a child and your mom is like, take your backpack and go have fun. Yeah. See you in months.
0: That's all of them. So it definitely cranked up the nostalgia. The music was okay. The music that they left in from the Japanese movie, I think was good. The Any music that had vocals in it beside the opening theme was garbage. <laughs> it was
1: like that 90s ballad where like you have like the, you know, like the ch- Like, drum in the (laughs) back, you know? It
0: was pretty bad. I liked the idea of trying to have a message to kids to be nice to, like, animals and Pokemon and stuff. Like, it's a little, you know, like you said, it was on the nose. And it's hard to take it seriously.
1: I'm not trying Um, to say there shouldn't be no fighting messages. I agree. I'm just saying. It's just hard to take it seriously. Yeah, it's confusing.
0: It's like... It's like
1: it, your mom saying, "No cookies before dinner," and then you catch them eating cookies before dinner.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Just like in Halloween Town.
1: It's exactly exactly it.
0: <laughs> also, the fight with the two Charizards, that dragon fight, was better than the dragon fight in Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. That was there one was, of the best battle scenes.
0: It was. There was a lot
1: of battle scenes. The two Charizards fighting was the best one.
0: There's also some really good uh, attention to detail when. Mewtwo is scooping up all of the Pokemon and balls. Ash puts his Bulbasaur and Squirtle in their Pokeballs. And mm-hmm. he's like, hi, you can't get them now. But then Mewtwo's Pokeballs hit Ash's Pokeballs and absorb them. And then later when he rescues them,
1: they come out the, of the Pokeball red
0: comes out of the Pokeball and then they come out of the red Pokeball. There's good attention to detail. I appreciated that.
1: I also want to say they had terrible attention to detail because they misnamed Pokemon throughout so, the whole movie.
0: And so this is going to start where I, where I get on my little diatribe.
1: All right, bring it to me.
0: The worst part of this film is that four kids ruined it. They f***ing ruined it.
1: Ooh, that's a strong statement. They,
0: they are the company that bought the rights to distribute Pokemon in the U.S., and as part of that, they get to do the dub. So dub is when you voice over it instead of putting subs, subtitles, right? hmm They ruined it. So
1: Four Kids is the name of the company? Yes. I thought you were saying like, those four
0: (laughs) four four kids kids
1: out there on the internet, they ruined the whole thing for me.
0: No, they ruined it. So like you just mentioned, they clearly, in my opinion, almost show a disdain for the media that they are trying to make a fortune off of. Mm -hmm. Multiple times, they misnamed their Pokemon. The one trainer has a Pidgeot. They call it a Pidgeotto. They're making a joke. They are explicitly making a joke where Jesse and James are looking at the screen and saying, who's that Pokemon? And then they call it an Alakazam. It's a Scyther. How dare they? It like not even remotely close. Like at least Pidgeotto turns into Pidgeot. It's inexcusable. And then there's another one where there's a Sand a sand slash and they call it a sand shrew. It's like put in the, t- the tiniest bit of care. They also, I was reading online, like, all the differences. They chopped up all these scenes and, like, cut out bits and then added bits. Like, in the opening scene, Machamp comes out of his Pokeball two times. But then they cut all this action with Squirtle doing action. It's like, why? What was the point of this?
1: (sighs) It was already animated. Leave it in.
0: So, they did a ton of stuff to ruin it. But, and this, in my opinion, is, like I said, I don't know if this would ever turn it into a a full wine. But I think it would have changed the movie for me in a big way that I, I – and for both of us, I think we might have appreciated. So my understanding is that there was, in Japan, a literal radio version of this first. Like, you know, like, a, what is it? Like, Attack of Mars or whatever, Mars Attacks? War of the Worlds? War, War of the Worlds. How, like, that came out on radio first and then and it got people, turned into everything.
1: I know that it was on the radio and some people got confused and thought it was a real broadcast. Yeah. And
0: freaked out. Yeah, and then that got turned into a movie later. I Th- thought it was a book. It might have been book to radio to movie. But anyway, there was a... Tom Cruise was in it. It was pretty bad. I think there was an... I think that was a remake. Okay. Anyway, there was a radio version of this movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. And it had all this backstory. It was in Japan only. It had all this backstory. So the, and some of that got incorporated into the, the movie, the Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. So the main scientist that was cloning Mew
1: didn't make Mewtwo,
0: his name was Dr. Fuji. He had a daughter who died. And so his whole reason for learning how to clone and making that technology was to try to clone his daughter and bring her back. That's tragic. And so that's the origin story. And all of this just gets completely cut out. And there's scenes with Mewtwo as like a smaller Mewtwo interacting with his like clone daughter. But I think it's like being done telepathically and they're both like in these like test tube, basically. I'm I'm a little fuzzy on the details here. But basically, all of that's happening. It's not being funded by Team Rocket. He's just trying to bring gotcha.
1: And then his purpose isn't just to make the most powerful, rarest Pokemon. It's more... Refining
0: um, the technology.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he's still an experiment, but it's not as, like, rude.
0: (laughs) Yes. And importantly, this sets up Mewtwo in a very different light. Mewtwo, in the American version, is presented as just, like, he's, like, angry that he was created, and so he wants to take all of this revenge. Mm Mm-hmm. In... The Japanese movie, the original intended story, it's more that he's trying to learn who he is. He's confused about who he is and what his purpose is. He's like asking, who are my parents and stuff? And in in the English version, he gets very mad about it. In the Japanese version, he's just confused and not controlling his power well. So it's a very, very different origin story. He's
1: more like a teenager going through an identity crisis. Yes. Who am
0: I? Exactly. (laughs) And then... In the English version, Mewtwo is, like, this crazy, like, cocky, powerful sociopath He's like, literally wants to just destroy the world. So he says, Who am I? What is my reason for being? I will find my own purpose and purge this planet of all who oppose me.
1: He did say that. I remember that. Direct the quote. reign
0: of Mewtwo will soon begin. In ja- in the Japanese version, listen how different this is. He literally says... But this is neither an attack nor a declaration of war. Against all of you who brought me into this world, I will strike back. It is so ridiculously different. <laughs> it's, li- it's literally the exact opposite. Ugh. Ugh. And also, that winds of water thing where about the Pokemon tears, that was something that Dr. Fuji's dead daughter that he was trying to clone told Mewtwo about. About this bedtime story Dr. Fuji used to read to her, about how the tears of Pokemon have life in them. So that whole bit with that woman at the ferry telling that stupid story was entirely fabricated by four kids. It was just made up.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> you're very I'm just...
0: passionate about this.
1: I will say, though, that changes you're pointing out, they do make it a better story.
0: Yeah, and, and and then in the English version, he says, I will extract their DNA to make clones for myself. They will remain safe on this island with me while my storm destroys the planet. And in the Japanese version, he just says that he's going to use the Pokemon to create clones that are stronger than the originals. That's it. He doesn't mention anything about destroying the planet. That storm that's going on is just around the island. He's not going to use it to destroy the world. He's not doing Dark Nova's Ark? No, there's li- that literally doesn't exist in the Japanese version. He's
1: just making a superior race.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like cloning Pokemon because they needed an a- But to be antagonist. more powerful. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> but like He's not a fascist. And then like, you remember when like the lab blew up and all the Pokemon come out and Mewtwo was just like, oh my clones are here? In the actual Japanese movie, he's like, wait, why are my clones here? Like the little bits that they changed just completely changed the movie. uh,
1: So I'm just hearing a lot of Muse characters different in the Japanese one. Very different.
0: And then I think this is the most important one. In the English one, he thinks that he is the most powerful Pokemon and he should rule over all of humans and all of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. But in the Japanese one, he specifically says that he doesn't think that any one species or person is fit to rule the world. So like all of the stuff that we are set up with our villain in this movie – is literally made up by four kids and the exact opposite of what the Japanese version said. So, like I said, I don't think it saves this movie or redeems it, but it's frustrating and upsetting to me that like like I said, they showed such a general disdain for a this media that they're doing. They can't get the damn names right, but then also just changing the story to be objectively worse. It's it's frustrating. Four Kids is the milk. Four Kids, Four Kids is the milkiest milk I will ever give. Mhm.
1: Every time we say four kids, it was destroyed by four kids. <laughs> I just think of like four These little tweens typing on their laptop <laughs> in like a basement, you know. Uh, so funny. But
0: yeah. So I don't think it would change it drastically. But mm-hmm. I think the idea of Muji just being confused and like experimenting with his power and, and stuff like that and being angry and wanting vengeance, but not like so much that he's literally going to explode the whole wide world is an important difference.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm confused to know. I'm wondering about if the lesson is still the same about fighting being bad.
0: Yeah, so I was I I was really briefly skimming this really wonderful article about it, but so my understanding is that some of the that bit where all of the pokemon are fighting themselves was kind of like a cultural like reference in Japanese society that might not make much sense to western audiences. Okay. And so that bit might not have translated as well, but the general idea was still like we don't have to hate each other for who we are type stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think it was a little bit more ingrained in like general Japanese culture.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, thank you for giving me the differences. It sounds like the Japanese version is probably superior to the English version, as are most originals. And anything that's dubbed is always not as good.
0: Yeah. And I think what really just frustrates me is like we've I've watched a lot of stuff in the original Japanese version. And then the actual English dubs where, like, an English company like Disney with the Miyazaki films try to do their best to turn it into something for American audiences. This was, like, explicitly not that. It was lazy and insulting in some ways. You're personally offended. I am. Like, they paid a lot of money and then made a lot of money off this. The least you can do. Like, I get Pidgeotto to Pidgeot, but, like, Scyther to Alice Kazam. There were literal four-year-olds in the theater that were probably like, you got that wrong.
1: Maybe they thought it was a joke. Maybe just, Jesse and James are just dumb. They don't know their <laughs> Pokemon well.
0: It's just, you know, it's frustrating. And like I, like I was saying, I've I watched stuff in the original Japanese and then in English, like Princess Mononoke, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And they, it, it still keeps up regardless of what version you watch in some way because they put that effort in. That effort's just completely missing here. And that's what's frustrating me. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I'm sad because I've watched other anime movies, right? And typically I feel like they do have pretty good messaging. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of the ones we've seen, even the Sunshine Girl one we saw recently, had yeah. pretty good messaging and it didn't feel too too on the nose. This one's also for like younger kids. For
0: younger kids. So, I don't and know.
1: I appreciate your synopsis of the differences between the Japanese and English version though.
0: They also ripped out a ton of the original Japanese music backing, which is frustrating because the vocal Stuff that they added was just kind of (laughs) stupid.
1: Oh, it it was terrible. This might be the worst music we've had in a movie. Yeah. for the lyrical pieces.
0: But the only other thing I wanted to call out was that, remember when we were in Japan and we went to the Pokemon Center?
1: Yeah, and I ate a Pikachu cupcake?
0: Yes. Do you remember what was waiting there to greet us when we walked in, though?
1: Into the Pokemon store.
0: Into the Pokemon Center, specifically.
1: There was all the... Well, we went to... There was all the Pokemon...
0: The first one we went to.
1: It was black inside.
0: No, you're not remembering.
1: No. There There was a focus up. There was a
0: giant pillar, a clear pillar with water in it, and a floating Mewtwo statue. you're
1: right. There was that in there. I probably have a picture of it somewhere.
0: We'll put that on our our Twitter and Instagram, because we saw... The actual like statue replica of Mewtwo in his like test tube. That is, uh, it, it was very cool. Fact. It I was also, very very cool.
1: Also, I also have to post a picture of you standing by the Pokestop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I I had a great time in Japan because a lot of it was been nerding out about Pokemon.
1: Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I'll have to. It's you. You're holding something in it. I don't know what you're holding. I can't remember. I remember that now. It's coming back to me. And you were really excited about it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, he looks cool. Look yeah, at him
0: it was the reference to this movie. So all in all, I liked some things about it. It was fun. It was nostalgic. I hate what four kids did with this movie, especially as I dove into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's enough to rescue it as a general movie to not make it not a milk if you're not a Pokemon fan. But maybe I would have an easier time for general like for Pokemon fans saying it was maybe a wine if I saw the Japanese version.
1: Gotcha. What was your favorite thing about the whole movie?
0: Just getting in that nostalgia. It was so fun. And it's short. So it was just like an hour and 15 minutes of getting to just like dive into Pokemon. It was nice. It was fun to have that excuse to do that kind of, you know?
1: Mm Hmm. What was your favorite Pokemon in the movie?
0: That damn Dragonite. He was so cute. He was so cute. I, I guess to this movie's credit, it made me want to pick up the games and play them. Like, really bad. That's I got good, wicked nostalgic for them.
1: That's definitely a good sign.
0: Like, I started thinking about, like, I have a Dragonite in my game that I spent a lot of time with. I'm like, I want to go do some battles with that dude.
1: It's funny, too, because, what is it, Dratini? hmm They don't look anything like it. No,
0: not, at, Dragonite. All. not at all. And they're blue,
1: and Dragonite's orange. Yep. I used to think, because I didn't know Pokemon well, that Charmander turned into Dragonite.
0: That would make sense. And it would also make sense for Dratini and Dragonair to turn into Gyarados too, if you didn't know anything. I always
1: thought Dratini turned into Gyarados. Yeah. And then I thought like it could be a branch because I knew Charizard existed. Like yeah. you can either get a Charizard or a Dragonite kind of like... um,
0: Like Eevee can?
1: Yeah, Eevee can be all those different things. That's
0: very uncommon in Pokemon. I wish that was something they explored a little more mm. is like branching evolution trees because I think that's a cool idea. Digimon does a ton of that.
1: Yeah, I like I like getting all the Eevee evolutions in my games. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I there was pieces I enjoyed. Pokemon were super cute. That's always my favorite part of Pokemon. Yeah. Not a fan of the fighting. A little on the nose. Probably a milk for me, but again, I didn't really get into Pokemon as a kid, and I think that nostalgia factor would have really helped.
0: Yeah, the nostalgia carried the film for me.
1: I would say, though, if you are a fan of Pokemon, and this was a part of your childhood, give it a watch. I'm not saying don't watch it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you listen to this and you're like, ah, I don't know about this. Netflix, I think Netflix partnered with the Pokemon company to make to remake this movie. Mm-hmm. And so there's a brand new version of this film that actually adds some stuff back. I, I skimmed through it and they like added lines and stuff like that to help explain things. And I think maybe helps smooth out that pacing a little. So you could you could go watch that as well. Cool. See an updated 2019 version of this film.
1: I wonder if the following movies are better.
0: I do. Like, I remember. So the next one that I remember is uh, the Golden Silver movie, which was like the ruin or, or like the unknown movie. And I remember that one potentially being a little bit better. But I, I mean, like, I don't know. I was a little kid. So I'm, I kind of I won't subject you to this, but I kind of like want to watch it and like update you guys on what I thought.
1: <laughs> this is definitely not the one I saw movie theaters. And I remember enjoying the one of the movies a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I feel like they kind of figured some stuff out with this film. That That's like my my read of the situation.
1: Mm. Oof, That was a wild ride. I'm feeling tired, <laughs> feeling tired. I'm feeling emotionally drained. You put out a lot of you put out a lot of passion and energy and it just hit me and I'm, I'm ready for a nap.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can get I can get a little passionate.
1: No, it's good. Bring it on. I love I loved it. It was it was good for me to hear. And um, ex- it makes me happy that. After all these years, you still care so much about Pokemon.
0: Yeah. It makes me a little embarrassed because I'm about to turn 30. But you know what? I am who I am. I love this franchise. And actually, in the intro, I mentioned this. This is the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Even above Mickey Mouse, Marvel, all that stuff. Number one top grossing. It's like $100 billion or something like that. Good
1: thing to be passionate about. I mean, considering there was like... You had to wait to get into the Pokemon store in Japan. That makes sense to me. Yeah,
0: that was pretty wild. Oh, and I met the nicest man.
1: Remember? Oh, he was so excited to trade with you.
0: He was so excited. He he was literally holding like four phones all at the same time. What did he give you? He traded something. We, he traded, um, he gave me a, a spring hat Raichu and I got a lucky Pokemon and so did he. It was very nice.
1: What did he want that was in America only that uh, you couldn't ilumice. give him? You couldn't, you couldn't give him one?
0: Uh, I did end up having one. Yeah, I okay. did end up. It just took us a minute to figure out how to, uh because I didn't know the names of some of the Pokemon in j- Japanese. So it took us a second for him to remember what he was asking for in English. He was very nice, though. He like traveled all the way to Tokyo from like this little village where he lived to like go to the Poke Center where they had a Stop, meet other Pokemon Go players and play with them. It was really cool. He was super nice. And that's what I love about this franchise. They do a good job of making it inclusive and like something that you play with other people. For sure. No, that was that was fun. And so, yeah, like I said, I don't know that this was the best movie. I know it wasn't the best movie, but I had fun watching it. It immersed me in this nostalgia. But if I peel away the layers as just a piece of media, it left something to be desired.
1: That makes me sad. Yeah. Honestly, that makes me sad. I really wanted this to be a wine.
0: It would have been cool if it was, but I kind of anticipated that it wouldn't be.
1: Still worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was an hour and 15. It wasn't a big investment.
1: Oof. Anyway.
0: What's up next Tress? Christmas. It's Christmas week. It's Christmas time. Thousand Christmas wishes shooting out of your eyes. <laughs> we just watched 30 Rock and I can't stop thinking about Tracy Jordan's Uh, christmas Christmas album album. yeah you put out
1: you keep singing just that line over and over again (laughs) it's like the 30th time today yep Mm -hmm. it might be actually 37 exactly it Um, probably is anyway what
0: are our plans for christmas
1: well isolating at home and i hid all your gifts in the closet so don't go for the podcast So we're going to do, I'm going to nominate a movie. Kyle's yep. going to nominate a movie. And then we're going to do a little speed run for a couple classic cartoons. Speed
0: dating. Speed I'm dating wicked Christmas. excited for this. So, New format. And I think it's going to be wicked fun.
1: I guess I have to decide because my movie is coming up first.
0: You got to decide.
1: Uh, I'm really torn. I don't know which one I want to do. I Just think pick. I, do you want to
0: flip for it again? I got a coin still.
1: I have two that I'm thinking of. Do you want to do a coin? There's two that I, I watched pretty regularly as a kid. We don't have a coin. It's somewhere. All right. So I know this isn't the first one in this series, but this is the one that I'm the most nostalgic for because it's the one I watched. I think I've only seen the first one like once or twice ever, but I watch this one almost every year. I really want to watch Home Alone Lost in New York.
0: It's a good pick. It's a good pick.
1: I love Lost in New York. I don't know why it's the one that was always playing Mm -hmm. on TV. So I didn't really see the first one a lot.
0: And I think right now, because we used to live in New York and now we've been stuck in our house for the last 20 years. It'll be really nice to go back to New York. I think that added nostalgia is going to be very comfy. And, you know, I'm going to cherish that as part of our Christmas experience. For sure.
1: For sure. So that's that's what I want to watch. That's what we're going to be watching next week. Awesome.
0: So next Monday. The
1: Sticky Bandits.
0: We're going to be seeing the Sticky Bandits in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Mm -hmm. And then we have on Wednesday our speed dating round coming out of a few Christmas classics that we will be reviewing rapid style. And then that Friday, we have our last Christmas movie.
1: Which is on Christmas, actually. Which
0: is on Christmas, which is kind of crazy, which is my pick. And this is my absolute favorite, maybe movie. I love it that much of all time. Christmas Vacation. Can't wait to watch so it. So
1: good. I'm so excited to watch Christmas Vacation. I'm actually excited to watch all of these movies, yeah. to be honest with you. It's that time, we're getting close to that time of year around Christmas where I'm allowed, allowing myself to be excited.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, and, and this can't is can't just going to help build that excitement, I think.
1: Da, na, 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 na.
0: <laughs> was that your Christmas Vacation song? Yeah, because I don't know the words. That was really good. Uh, well, thank you all for listening to our first listener episode. So, as a reminder, if you want, us to cover your nostalgia. If you want to review your nostalgia with us, hit us up on social media. We have our email, wine or milk podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. We have our Twitter at winer milk. Crushed it. We have our Instagram at winer milk podcast. You got it. We got our Facebook page, facebook.com slash milk and our website, wine or milk podcast.com.
1: Yep. That's it. That's that's all the URLs. I would say reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear. What movies were you watching as a kid? Rate, review, and subscribe if, if you're feeling up to it.
0: Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts. And also just let us know if you think we've been dead wrong on anything. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the classic movies that we have covered. For sure. Every and movie
1: is different. I vote with my gut typically. I feel like you <laughs> vote with logic. I vote with my gut.
0: <laughs> I do. I, I really think hard about it. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This was a fun one to revisit. And I cannot wait for our next listener episode. We're thinking of doing it. We're we're thinking maybe we'll try to do it monthly. So make sure to get those. Get your suggestions in uh, for January.
1: Well, enjoy your days, nights, evenings, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, have a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. (laughs)